Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness, the show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth. We are here with a couple guests tonight, tonight and <laughs> uh, but Kim's first going to talk about something so a new sponsor we have so hello everybody so we are starting to have a product of the week because um, different products we believe in we get excited about so for a few months we'll feature different products and then switch over to somebody else so our product of the week is from Dorothea Essences and it's a dear friend of mine who I've actually used as a, a healer and an intuitive for many years she's very gifted energy healer medical intuitive author creator of Dorothea healing essences so the product we chose for this week is a healing flower essence spray that works amazing to eliminate anxiety depression and hopelessness it works on the soul level and gently helps you with healing and moving forward. So it's called Dorothea Essences Serenity Spray. And you just like spray it in your mouth, spray it on your chest. Um, and they're a special rate right now. I mean, you can even buy a set of four. So you can find them on DorotheaEssences.com. And it's D-O-R-O-T-H-E-A. So very cool. Cool. I didn't know you could also, it was edible that you could also. Yeah, you spray it. You can spray it on your head, your chest, your your mouth. It won't. It's just flower essences. Oh, okay. It's very cool. Yeah, I have some here. You could try it later. Neat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we also want to go into uh, the time of the month right now, which is Thanksgiving. And I want to go around and talk about what everyone is grateful for. So maybe you can guess who our guests are before we announce who they are, because they're going to say what they're grateful for. <laughs> so I'll start. Um, okay. This is Kim. So I am grateful, really, that I am living my purpose, because living my purpose and, and really giving it to God and following my calling has been so... It's just been so gratifying because I feel like I'm able to reach and help others and inspire others. And then they have a good life. So that's what I'm grateful for, nice. among many other things. Yeah, I know it's hard to choose just one. But um, I'm going to say I'm grateful for my pain because it's helped me to heal. Um, I mean, you know, feeling the pain has helped me to get to where I am now. It took me a long time, but I'm here, you know, doing the work still, but it's definitely something that I feel if I didn't have, then I wouldn't be where I am now. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I think that you're the most sad today because 90210 was canceled. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just came in. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Um, our special guest to my right. Hi, I'm Julian Sato. And I guess for me, I would say my greatest thankful gift is the fact that your, your point is, I recognize my pain. I really appreciate the struggles. I yeah. can really appreciate looking back and seeing what I've gone through and really appreciate all of it. So I'm really grateful for those because I understand the reasons for it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. 
Yeah, and our other guest, since since he he cheated and told who he was, <laughs> you can say who you are oh, too. Okay, I was gonna ask, should I introduce myself? It's okay. Well, I'll introduce you guys formally okay, in cool. a minute. Okay. Well, my name is Jordan. I let her get to my last name, I guess. <laughs> um, I would like to say I think I'm thankful for. I wanted to say my struggles, but he took it. Damn it. No, um, I did. Not you. He did. He took my struggles. Um, I am thankful for my struggles. That is one thing I'm very thankful for. I learned how to choose my struggles. Um, so I guess I'll zoom out a little bit. I'm thankful for the knowledge I was able to obtain this past couple months. I think I've learned a lot, a lot of lessons, and then a lot of the people I've met uh, recently have had a lot of guidance. And that's something I lacked for a while that I think I have now. Awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Well, we're excited to have you here. And I'm just going to share and tell a little bit about both of them, each of them. Um, So our first guest that you just heard from is Jordan Sato. And he is a writer, producer, singer, and known as the Bruno Mars of Dallas, Texas, um, winning awards and acting along with music performances for large crowds with his composing and piano recitals. Jordan is known for his creativity, artistic expression running through his veins as early as eight months old. He'd bang the keys on any old keyboard and find anything to create rhythmic sounds. And by the age of 10, he was playing Beethoven's for release and just about any classical song by sound. And he's now taking his aspirations to express himself through the arts like breathing a must. So he's here in L.A. and he's young and ready to make it huge oh, yeah. right chase the dream chase yeah, the dream yeah yeah so okay so our other our other special guest is actually his father if you haven't guessed and that's Fred Julian Sato I love that you're both here and his he was a Hollywood talent agent and celebrity kickboxing boxing instructor and now corporate consultant he's an author NLP practitioner me too mm-hmm. an executive coach who works with some of the top C-suite influencers of today he owns Pivot to Change. He is a neurohacker sharing what he calls neurobiology, a combo of basic neuroscience, behavioral coaching, NLP, and emotional intelligence, pivoting the subconscious stories that inhibit change in a street smart approach. His goal is to inspire people to take a street smart approach to pivot their lives and change for the better. So welcome, you guys. Thank you. Powerful Thanks for being here. guests today. So um, we, we're aligned with, with the Imperfectly Perfect campaign, so we're very passionate about you guys being here because I know you, you have a lot of passion toward mental health, so we're excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be a great conversation. Yes, I know, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, Julian, talk about your work in, in Hollywood, first of all, and, and that's always fascinating to us, and how, how did you go from kickboxing instructor and with all these celebrities in the media and everything, and now you're helping people with their mindset? Well, you know, I started, I grew up here in Hollywood. So my mother, uh, my grandmother was friends with a lot of people in Motown. So I grew up with Marvin Gaye coming to my house and he would give me silver dollars every time he showed up and always pat me on the head and stuff. So I always had music around my, around my family all the time. As I got older, you know, college wasn't my forte. It was, I wanted to be famous. So Everybody went to, you know, I danced on Soul Train. I, you know, I, ah, did, I did all the things I could be it. seen. And what happened was I ended up getting seen by someone. We had a record deal. Um, you know, I didn't have social media then. So I had, I was in uh-huh. the Write On magazine, Soul Teen magazine. Oh my God. All I, the, I used, I was Teen into all, and, yes, but yeah. my yeah. room was wallpapered with yeah. R&B uh-huh. and like rap and stuff. And you, so I grew up watching had, Soul, I probably saw you dance yeah, on Soul you Train. Did. Yeah. And yeah. I was probably in your wall. I mean, I couldn't, <laughs> think, you know, so, so, you know, so it was always in my blood, something I always wanted to have. But, um, you know, from that world and then going into the, the other side, I didn't pursue the music due to some other circumstances, but I ended up becoming a talent agent working with the entertainment industry but 
I was never really understood how to commit to things. I just wanted to mm-hmm. feel good. And mm-hmm. so I just chased oh. where the feeling was. Mm-hmm. And so after I um, was not feeling as good through the trial, um, I also was a fighter. So one of the girls I was dating at the time says, why don't you teach kickboxing? So I said, I'll give it a try. So I did. And I started doing that. And because I knew people in the entertainment industry, I started training people and that got me, you know, did you do it to impress her or just because you really wanted to both? (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds like you were good at it. Yeah. Yeah, I was. And what was, you know, I was just very free. I was comfortable being that I I always stepped into things 100%. So I stepped into it. I didn't second guess it. I fought. I was competitively fighting, but I didn't fight competitively to the point where I was becoming a champion. And so I did get a lot of ridicule for doing this. I got a lot of people who were professional fighters who didn't like me doing it. But they didn't have the ability to connect with people. They just wanted people to connect with them because they were a fighter. Mm-hmm. I, I connected with people because they were people. Mm-hmm. And so that built my business. And from there, um, I ended up working with celebrities and got a chance to do a lot of like some fight coordinating and work on some movies and, and things of that nature. But that changed too because, again, things got rough and mm-hmm. I got out of the business. It wasn't until I got into corporate that I learned it was my own mindset that mm-hmm. was disturbing and cutting my, my success off. Right, right. Yeah. Well, did it did it feel just not aligned with you because of the egos in the industry and stuff like that? Yeah, and you know, I look back on that and I say, yeah, because we tend to we tend to mold into our environment. We try to be liked, and I think that happens with a lot of people. We look to where we are, and we look for this village mentality, and we try to blend into the village so we don't get ridiculed too much. Mm-hmm. And so, your conscious does rub against you sometimes. You have to literally challenge yourself on which way you go all the time, and so. I would say, yeah, because there's a lot of people in the industry who would do things, whatever you want them to do, to help them get into the business, Stepping too. Stepping stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was a tough, tough thing. But I, like I said, I didn't have any leadership. I never had anybody talk to me or coach me or help me understand my own mindset. All I did was live by circumstance or by, you know, situations, and that was it. Were you were your parents around when you were growing up? No, I mean that's okay. the interesting thing. I even in the book I was in, I talk about my father was very dysfunctional. He was an alcoholic and very mm-hmm. abusive, and um, I left home at fifteen. So I've been raising myself at fifteen. I lived in my car Whoa. for a few months, and it was a Fiat X one nine. You guys oh remember God. those cars? Wow. It was a two seater. <laughs> it had a trunk in the in the in the front, and the engine was in the oh. back. And so I and I worked two jobs, and I literally um, slept in the car for a few hours. and went to the gym at five in the morning, got dressed, worked at the gym, worked at the grocery store, stole the food to eat. Oh my God. Wow. And, then I, and then I worked at a, yeah, and then I worked at a, at a clothing store, and I stole some clothes. So I get hope they didn't. What clothing me. store? Uh, Pants, etc. In Fox Hills Mall. Oh my god! Was, uh, yeah, yeah, you remember that place? No, <laughs> no that's <okay>. so funny. <laughs> yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Well, not a lot of fun, but it was definitely an experience. They're gonna come after you now. Uh, no, exactly. I was like, <laughs> sorry. Did I just admit that I stole clothes from Pants, etc. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's all good. We're yeah. all we're yeah. all imperfectly perfect. There you go. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so Jordan, what do you feel that made you learn? Because you're going into the business even more here in LA. Yeah. So did that encourage you, deter you? Like, what do you feel oh, yeah. that you've I gotten mean, from um, it all? Knowing that my dad came from this industry made me more hungry for it because I knew that he had his foot in the door. So if he could get his foot in the door, I could do it. You know, that's, that's the way we as first oldest son think. Um, I also got to see the change from him going, doing what he loved to doing corporate, to going mm-hmm. into something that he hated. And I got to see him coming home every day, um, even though he had a big house and two cars and a nice, well-fed family. Um, he was unhappy. You know what I'm saying? He'd come, he'd have headaches every day. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He used to have headaches every day and he'd lay upside down. Um, so after seeing that, after seeing him do what he loved and even though he had to struggle to do it and then doing something that was sustainable and created a maintainable situation for him, even though he hated it, I knew I'd r- much rather 
be homeless and chasing what I want than than do something like that basically and mm-hmm. settle. It's and neat settle, that yeah. you picked up on yeah. that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I picked up a lot. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, him and uh, my dad and my mom gave me a lot of of um, stuff to observe for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was one of them. I got to see that. You know, if I, I knew, I always thought. Um, thinking back when he said, I used to know this person, I used to know that person. I grew up in Hollywood. I was part of the industry. I always thought, why the hell did you, pardon my language, why'd you quit? You know, I was like, why'd you stop? Um, and again, of course I was young. I didn't really know that industries have ups and downs. Um, but again, seeing him go from happy to unsaid, that's why I was like, why'd you stop again? Cause we, I would have been happier living in a car to see a, right. a happy dad come home every day, you know, right. then, um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely what I got to observe from that. Well, and that's actually a gift. I mean, it's like, oh, it wasn't a waste that you went through that, you know, and mm-hmm. I think all that you've gone through, Julian, now it still is like the entertainment business because you're speaking in mm-hmm. front of large crowds mm-hmm. and on podcasts and leading things and coaching. And yeah. that's so much similar, but it's just in a different way. You More know what fulfilling. I mean? Yeah. yeah, it definitely is. And it's funny you say that because I talk about that to adults, to people now, if they come home from their job and... Ironically, I look at entertainers like I coach a guy now who's a musician and he's bored. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was really interesting that he's bored and he goes, I have to sing the same song all the time. Uh-huh. Do you know how tiring that is? And I thought, you know how many people go to work and do the same job every day? Yeah. And they say the exact same thing. So the experience is the same. It's just the venue is different. You know, Well, people are cheering for him singing that song over and over again. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. So it's very <laughs> interesting. But Jordan made a good point because I realized that a lot of people do that. They come home and they're stressed and then they tell their kids, go get a job. You need mm-hmm. to. And it, they remember job being headache depressed angry when you get home why would i want to do that so right. so it really was a good we had a good talk about that really yeah cool. i hear that a lot about it's mm-hmm. funny i know i think there are some people who love corporate but i hear i hear it a lot of people burned mm-hmm. out on corporate for yeah. sure yeah oh yeah. yeah i think more than entertainment it go, i think it's a shift in our culture i think you know spirituality is, is not using the word spirituality but it's bleeding into corporate a lot i mean right now i speak that's in good. corporate good and it's, everybody's talking about finding your flow, finding your, your niche, finding wow. your, your, your gift. And when you have an employee who has to do a widget move every day, then that's not something you want to do. The leader is now trying to figure out how do I help them find their gift in that widget move? And it's become a very, and it's helping me build my business because I'm really teaching them how to pay attention to the energy people have in their yeah. job, you know, so it's wow. been really fun. Oh, that's, yeah. cool. that's deep. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you guys are very passionate about suicide prevention yes. mm-hmm. and mental health awareness. So what is your experience, both of you, what are your experiences with that? Well, you know, I tried to take my life um, and wrote about it in the book um, with, uh, you know, the book I was in that talks about where my father pulls a shotgun on my face because I ditched school and um, he was drunk and he told me he was going to kill me because of that. And then I put the same shotgun to my head because I figured if he wanted to kill me, then I might as, I might as well die. Mm. Um, and then it was just one episode, but I've, I've, I've had some situations in my life. And then looking back, I'm grateful for them because it really put me into a place where I know what it feels like to be hopeless. Mm-hmm, right. And then, Hitting bottom. Yeah. And then full circle. Um, hope you don't mind me sharing, Jordan. But then Jordan had an episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was here in L.A. with my other son. And I'll let Jordan share what yeah, he was comfortable sharing. I can talk sharing. about that. Yeah. Um, it was probably like, what, five, six weeks ago? Yeah, two, three months ago. Um, and it's weird because a lot of people associate uh, suicide with depression. Mm-hmm. And um, it was weird being able to talk to him. Again, uh, first off, I will say, obviously, I don't have the same kind of dad problems that he has. Uh, yeah. right. oh, um, he's here. That's yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm grateful You're acknowledging for that. Him. Yeah, I'm Thank grateful you. for that. That is one thing I can, I can throw out there. I've, I've had very um, dedicated and loving parents. Um, that's something I'm thankful for. But... Um, I, I I was able to explain to my dad that, that suicide is n- not only always about uh, depression, 
Um, I was not, it was about, again, five, six weeks ago. I kind of, I tried and um, I was for the most part successful. I ended up in the hospital for a minute Hmm. um, and this was right before I moved out here. It was a blessing that I was able to move out here. I wasn't thriving in Texas, Um, but I I was able to explain to him, I was not depressed. I was Mm -hmm. not sad. Mm -hmm. If anything, I was numb and I was stagnant. Mm. And I explained to him that there's a huge difference between being depressed and being bored. Um, and we tend to, to mix the two together. If someone tried to kill themselves or if they did, oh, he was depressed. We didn't know he was depressed. He could have just been bored. He could have just hated his life because it's, uh, uh, and I explained to him, I was like, you can have, as uh, under as his son, you know, I, my parents have cars and jobs. I have somewhere to come, uh, you know, home every day. I have my own room. I've got food. Um, I have freedoms, you know, but at the end of the day, uh, and, and I understood the, the confusion, him as a dad thinking, why would you go through that if I gave you this? You know, you have a roof over your head, you have clothes, you have this. Well, all of that doesn't solve, you know, what's up in my head. And, right. and sometimes it isn't like, oh, these negative, sad thoughts. Sometimes it's just numbness. Sometimes it was like, for me, again, I am a musician. I need to be expressing myself and I need to be meeting people and stuff. And I need, I, I'm a people person. I like interacting. I come from sales. Um, and I was working a job where I was sitting down for hours a day, not talking to people. And I was, um, I have, I, I'm a dad, by the way. I haven't thrown that out there. I'm 18 years old. I have an eight-month-year-old daughter, Demetria. I love you. She's at home in Texas. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, a lot of my life had just changed, and I was sitting there waiting for something else to happen. And sitting and waiting is, is where you can experience that, quote-unquote, depression that can lead you to making decisions like that. Um, right. I wasn't I wasn't sad saying, you know, F the world, you know. I, I hate my life. I wasn't. Right. I don't hate it. It's just um, at that moment I felt like I hated it because I was so bored and so You numb. feel like you weren't thinking yeah. clearly. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, well... I um I will share I was I am an existentialist so I do a lot of thinking I do a lot of deep thinking um uh, I do come from a Christian background but uh I I I'm at a I was at a point and I was say, I say was I am at a point where I didn't feel any um that feeling like God's watching you you know mm-hmm. or like there's a place after this um I stopped feeling that so it wasn't like I was thinking unclear I, now that I'm sober now from that thought process yeah I wasn't thinking clearly but in the time it felt perfectly clear it made perfect sense to me um, and that's something that, that I think there's a lot of confusion is uh, if someone's trying to kill themselves it, we always picture them losing their minds and right. not thinking clearly and, and trying to do something like that yeah that's interesting you say I have to interject because you mm-hmm. know he and I think I think a lot of people like you just said struggle with this like corporate America is very left brain everything's kind of in a box mm-hmm. everything's kind of you have to live like this and so for, for reporting and for metrics and for all the different things they measure to see how successful they are, they need everybody to kind of live in the same mm-hmm. rhythm, right. right? But people like Jordan, people who are creative, and 70% of the culture is is right brain, where 70% of our culture is a creative mindset, a creative spirit. They're feeling there's something Empaths. in their gut. Hmm. Yeah, they have this gut feeling That's that us. there's more <laughs> to it, right? And so if you're living in a job where you're working nine to five and you're living in this gray area where Box. you can't express yourself, right. you feel this numbness. You have yeah. to become numb yeah, to it's feel like, that. You know? It's like the Matrix. Have you ever seen the Matrix? You right. Know, you know, yeah. uh, Square Neo. peg in a round hole. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, yeah. the main character, Neo, he has this feeling like there's something more and I'm just plugged yeah. in. Mm-hmm. He would have ended up you know, mm-hmm. going through that route and people wanted to, you know, you would have assumed he's depressed. He probably was just like how he is in the movie. He's just something's more, yeah. you know, not living his best um yeah but yeah interesting thing but yeah that was definitely it so he was bored i would say in the world we lived in everyone did look at him differently i mean you know he has tattoos he's a musician he has curly hair we live I have a in daughter a very, i'm a stereotype now yeah he, has, he lives in a very <laughs> fluent area yeah, so everywhere he went people were always given Whereas a second here, look it's like oh yeah. whatever right like, yeah yeah over yeah. In, in texas i tell everybody i feel like i was a zoo animal because mm. um I gained followers like nobody's business. People loved me, but nobody cared about me. It's like being a zoo animal. They're like, oh, look at that creature behind the wall, but I'm not going to do anything to help him. And if he were to die, I'd be like, oh, you know, a monkey died. You know, it's like I, they 
were watching, but they didn't care. Out here, it's like, um, and I always tell people, I was a, I was uh, the top dog of, of Texas, you know, the Bruno Mars of, of where I was uh-huh. living. <laughs> out here, I'm just one one in a million. I even tell people that. I'm like, you know, that's why I like being out here. It mm-hmm. may push well, you to, you know. You fit in. Yeah. You fit yeah. in, and then you also have to work harder. It's like out there, I didn't have to try at all to be mediocre. I was the uh, best rapper, producer, singer, and I barely tried to spend a couple hours on a song. You know what so I'm saying? So here, you got to hustle, yeah, yeah, which here. pushes your self-expression. Mm-hmm. Out here, you have competition. Out there, I did not have competition. Okay, <laughs> you know got what I'm saying? It. Yeah. But do you feel like, I mean, what, when you went through that, Mm -hmm. do you feel, because you seem very shifted fast, like from it. Yeah. (laughs) So do you feel not encouraging at at all? No, of course. Um, But do you feel like it was maybe something you're called to do to help people? Right. Well, it was, it was, it was a wake up moment. Again, uh, waking up in a hospital is not a good feeling. With needles in your arm was not a good feeling. Um, uh, what was your question again, real quick? Is it, do you feel like it was your calling? Like, do do you feel like it happened? So you would, would express that through your music to help other people? Right. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, I would also like to share. I've been. I'm not going to say I'm diagnosed. I've been told I have psychosis and schizophrenia. So I did have a really bad psychosis breakdown that day. Mm-hmm, of course, uh-huh. I can. I can explain in human terms, uh, uh, comprehensible terms. I was bored. I was. Um, you know, all those terms that we use. But to be completely frank, I was having a full fledged psychosis breakdown. Uh, visually, the world didn't even look how it looked. Right. Exactly. Um, so that's why. And it's funny you say that. You said I had a quick shift. The first thing um, I remember from that day was waking up in the hospital and a lady having to interview me. Um, and her first words were, Jordan, you're scaring me a little. And I was like, why? You know, I seem pretty calm. And she was like, well, that, that's what's scary is that you just, you know, just experienced this and you seem perfectly fine. It mm. seems too nonchalant was her word, mm, nonchalant yeah. about it. And I was like, well, because I understood where my mistake was. I understood where I, I'm a problem solver. That's the way, I, you know, relationships. I always, I always, uh, faulted because I'm a problem solver. If she had a problem, sometimes girls want you to listen to their problems. I didn't care. I was like, give me a problem. I can solve it. Mm-hmm. So my problem was I'm in the hospital now. I don't want these needles in my arms. Solve it. You know, uh, wake up and come back to your senses. And, right. Uh, yeah. But to her, you probably seemed detached mm-hmm. from her. I seemed detached. Seemed yeah. like I tried to kill myself and then, you know, yeah. right. And like you didn't hours, care. And like, like you weren't care. phased by yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But really, I just grew up that very minute. You know, again, when you wake up in the hospital, you're just like, okay, I can't do this. I don't want to be here again. Mm -hmm. Um, And if, you know, I just, yeah, grew up real quick. And then again, yeah, I do really want to use that experience. And I'm not going to say that was my first and only experience. That's one of my experiences. Um, I do want to utilize those experiences to help people. You know, the youth is really confused. Uh, I think uh, one of the things me and my dad talked about recently was how depression is very undermined. Again, I don't like the word depression because I never really, I think that's a label. Mm -hmm. Once you label yourself as depressed, you're kind of saying that's Mm -hmm. how I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't like that. Good point. Yeah. But um, a lot of it's it's undermined because everybody is, quote unquote, depressed. All these kids and teenagers these days. It's like trendy. It's trendy. Exactly. Just like you said, it's trendy. Uh, So it's trendy to be sad. So the real sad kids don't even get to be sad. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I'm sad. Then they look over and, well, everybody's sad. Everybody's sad. That's a really good point. That's a very good point. So it's like people who are actually experiencing problems don't feel like they're, you know, they're told they're one in a million. They feel like, but there's, you know, the person to my left is not depressed. They're doing that because X, XX, Tentacion was depressed. It gets you attention. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's exactly. like even my, my daughter's telling me that people are saying things like they're bisexual or they're mm. pansexual oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. it's trendy. Like because they're it's trendy. just saying whatever mm-hmm. sounds. Well, so is suicide though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's the trend. And, and mm. you know, if you like feel Heathers, sad, it yeah. equals suicide. Like in the movie Heather's. And oh, that's why, I know. Yeah. And I know. that's one of, one of the reasons why I really wanted to chase the music industry. Uh, my mom asked me, <laughs> this is going to sound funny. My mom asked me uh, kind of a week or two before I moved out here. She was like, if you weren't going to be a musician, because we've kind of drilled in your head since you were like four, you're going to be a musician. You're going to be a musician. If you weren't going to be a musician, what would you be off the top of your head? It's like cult leader. I just oh. I just threw it out as a cult leader and she was like what why why don't you chase that then and I was like well because if I'm gonna stand in a room full of 10 people and say hey everybody follow me maybe two people are gonna be like where's he going 
But if I'm going to go around and, and sing a song and everybody hears and they all like it, then that's, I say follow that's me. That's a positive cult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah, a positive cult. Yeah. yeah, I don't mean like a negative cult. <laughs> 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 I mean to sing a song. Can you sing us a couple Yeah, I can sing some. I can sing some here in a second. But that's one of the reasons why that's one of the reasons why I like the music industry is because I think they they messed up. I think they made music, in my opinion, is what made depression and stuff like that trendy. Um, you know, a lot of musicians like X, you know, he came out and he made things like worshiping the devil, like, okay. And now you'll see like a lot of people having 666 in their mm-hmm. bios and stuff like that. And it's like, well, back, like back in the day with Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Who's well, music, X? music has yeah. an X uh, and Tossy on. He was um, he shot and killed, rest in peace in uh, Florida. Oh. And he's yeah. a rapper, singer. Um, came out on his own independent. But, but you know, you hit something okay. that's really important. I think if people don't realize is that music is is a vibrational mm-hmm. energy. It's, yeah. And we are vibrational energy. So what happens is mm-hmm. we resonate with that vibration and music is a form of us being able to feel expression. Yep. And it tends to go to the negative, not so much because we're negative, but because we're human and mm-hmm. we, we kind of focus on the negatives of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we lean towards what sounds appropriate to how we feel mm, you know and it's really sense. interesting because yeah. if you feel low or you feel unworthy uh, if you break up with a girlfriend or a boyfriend you're gonna listen to sad music because you yeah you exactly. have to listen to happy mm, music exactly. so we tend to listen to what we what resonate with mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. and so, so that's yeah. why my message my message is not i'm not writing sad songs right. i'm not writing party get drunk songs I, I like to write about i like wisdom that's right. my thing. Okay. I, I know that sounds weird coming from a rapper, you know what I'm saying? But my main focus is expound your mind, solve what et coagula. You know, you're human. You don't know everything that you think you know. There's a lot more to learn. Mm. Um, so that's the th- that's what I'm trying to preach because I, I want, again, if you're a musician, you affect the youth, period. If you affect the youth, you affect the future. Um, all these kids that are all obsessed with depression and stuff, they're about to be our next adults. You know, they're about to be the mm-hmm. next fathers and mothers. Um, so if I can affect these people and make them th- think more, if I can get, right. if I can make my message, hey, ask questions, come up with answers, um, that's better to me than than depression is okay, little peep. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Or, yeah, or, yeah. I just uh, I'd rather well, have a more complex. Well, and I think with both of you guys, with with both Julian, you and Jordan, you are. I know Julian. When you speak, you you're open about your experiences with with feeling lower, suicide, and, and all that stuff. And I think that's what we need. And that's you know we work with the Imperfectly Perfect campaign, but people coming out and publicly saying what they're vulnerable about, what they've struggled about, mm-hmm. but owning it so that it's not covered up as a stigma mm-hmm. and saying, hey. What can we do about this? You know, I think that's so brave and great. Like you guys are both on here just saying, yeah, that's what like, especially this just happened and you're here. Like that's like you're already moving forward and making a difference. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting that, uh, you know, we talk about this social media. It's really changed the culture because a lot of normal people are saying I'm normal and I'm successful. I'm happy. And what happens is you see all these people who are normal but don't feel successful and happy. Mm-hmm. So they tend to think there must be something wrong with me mm-hmm. because this normal person's on YouTube saying, I'm normal, I'm in a t-shirt, I'm in the Bahamas, completely happy because of what I'm doing. You can do it too. Mm-hmm. And it only takes one, two, three steps. So they buy this three steps and they're still not there. And so they take it as, it really must be me because this guy's normal, he's happy. I'm normal, but I'm not happy. So mm, it, it, it's a vibration of just the same thing over and over. It's Hollywood different. It's mm-hmm. it's the same thing, but it's it's packaged differently. Mm-hmm. So you can't attain, you can't really attain it, but I'm telling you, you can. And mm-hmm. so mm. then I just tell like I'm trying to get him, and he's he's saying it that you know nothing of value is ever easy. You know, mm-hmm. and the fact that we think it should be 
that's our miss up. I mm-hmm. think, and that's where we, we mess up a lot. Most people think you have it easy and you hear their story like, well, actually, I worked 12 years to get to this place, exactly. you know, but most people think you just had overnight Yeah, we success. just, we stopped at a friend's business and we talked, on the way here, we stopped at a friend who owns a business out here in, in the valley and it, he has a big warehouse and all this business and, you know, he, he shared it. He started in his car and, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, he gave him the story that it was tough, you know, it was a long draw, it was a long, long story for him. So it takes time, it takes work. Right. You know? And I think a lot of kids don't think that. They mm-hmm. see the end product. And they just represent the end product, but they don't realize the the work in between. Yeah. And then we had a long talk about the feeling of wanting to reset because they're so used to resetting on video games. Oh my God. You know? <laughs> it's like, and you just want to push the button and just have it back, you know, let's start over. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. Once you do something, it's a repercussion. You know? Yeah. So, so like a, finding the gifts in the in the pain as well, like we said earlier. Learning you know? from the mistakes. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, I've been seeing a lot of teenagers these days and people my age um, only taking one step, if that makes sense. Uh, I remember one of my friends, Britton, remember him? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say his name. Like how yeah. just did. Yeah, well, just said his name. Yeah, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> do, you <laughs> sorry. You wanna, do you want to cut that no, out? No, I don't care. <laughs> he, he doesn't care. He'll be like, hey, you said my name. He'll be like, hey, anything. <laughs> That's It'll make uh, him listen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully he'll hear me out. because. Um, and he did. He listened to me when I talked to him. I've only talked to him once about this, and he heard me a lot. Um, he was he had a plan, right? He was like, I'm going to move to Colorado and open a dispensary. That was his plan, and that's mm-hmm. it. And he failed, and he came back. He had to move back to his parents' house because the kids these days, they're, they're, they they once, yeah, once they're told, they okay, to make, make, yeah. a, make a step, you know, go a certain direction, they'll take that first step without any, you know, and that's what it comes back to what he said about choosing your struggles. Um, that's another one of my huge philosophies that I tell people my age all the time because I do have a strong influence against people my age, and um, I do like to tell them you need to choose your struggles because a lot of people will dream, I want to be a movie star. Well, if you can't dream about all of the, the tasks is it going to take to mm-hmm. get there if you can't dream about going on tour yeah. if you can't dream about all this and have do you really yeah, want it do you really want it I can dream about being an astronaut but I'm not going to get a 4.6 GPA and go to right. school for it for four well, years well and I think you some know? people like like we we knew a guy who would always say yeah I'm going to be a cop I'm going to be a cop and he I think he just felt good saying it mm-hmm. but he never took any he'd say it for like 20 years and yeah. he probably we don't know him anymore he probably still says it but I think sometimes people feel good it makes them exactly. feel like they're accomplishing well, they, anybody and can they, have a dream but a goal a is different they wanted of course they want to just you know seem like they're just as good as the next person or mm-hmm. right their friends yeah, yeah. you're I looking think... oh okay so we're ready we want we're because we're ready for him to sing now oh, oh, right. so, sing. So, oh no we just God. want to hear like maybe I can just, one minute you want to just put yeah. the song uh, you, put, just... you can put the song i'll sing over well, we want to hear no, him you, sing. i think he's feeling too much pressure oh okay <laughs> well we, either way if you can put it on with the microphone then he can sing and we can we just want to hear your voice All for right. a minute like I'm, 10 I'm seconds i'm not a singer i'm a producer rapper i say you're both you're both Okay, ready? Let's go. I, I say, let's go. I say, let's go. I feel most alive and running from the police. I say, let's go. I feel most alive and running from the police. I'm a killer and I keep it on the low, yeah Baby, give me more, yeah Baby, give me more, yeah Falling from the sky, I see demons I got blood in my eyes I got fiends at the door I'm a fiend, let's get high Cause I lost all of my hopes But I ain't tryna die Cause I'm lost and alone When I know I can fly, I can fly And the rest is all rapping That's cool Okay. Did you write that? Yeah. That, yeah you are yeah. a singer. You sound like what? Bieber. I'm sorry. No. I bad thing. You know what? I heard even a little bit of Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, a little, a little bit. Yeah. I heard Bieber, though. I look yeah, like I, a Jackson. little Bieber. I heard that, too. But that's a compliment. I so. actually showed a picture of Michael Jackson with, uh, he was oh, with all these, these like, rough looking guys. 
And I said, hey, look at Jordan. I heard beat it on the way here. Yeah. Well, I, I said, look at, I showed a picture of my mom. I said, look at Jordan with his new friends. So she's like, he needs he to does, be careful. You do resemble <laughs> him a little bit. Yeah. 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 My hair down with my hair down. You could down. be a relative. Yeah. yeah. You oh. should see me with my pet monkey. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so. we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we loved having you guys on. And um, would how would you like people to find you? Like find out more about what you do. Yeah, you can go to pivot, the number two, the word change.com. And you can find out all about me. Also, you can look at me up on Twitter and you know Instagram One he's more an time. excellent that speaker and coach pivot to change yes dot com dot com the number two the not number the word two yes, you don't yes. Know which and two. is your book on there too yes the book okay, and awesome. I have another book coming out next oh. month so the whole book is really about it's called the interview and, nice. and then the subtitles with self and it's just it's business and personal but it teaches you about the subconscious and that how it works self, isn't that with Seth Rogen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you okay, guys want to find me, yeah, if you want to find me, my Instagram is Jordan Sato, J O R D A N S A D O. Oh, I was saying your guys' last name wrong. I'm sorry. It, no, he, yeah, you're Sato, wrong. Sato, Sato. Sato. He, he's wrong, but you're right. Oh, you know, okay. <laughs> it could be either way, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Everywhere, everyone I meet says Sato, so I just started saying Sato. Okay. But, yeah, Jordan Sato, J O R D A N S as in Sam, A's and Adam, D as in David O. Yeah. Okay, and they yeah, can find out more about oh, your, yeah, yeah, your yeah, music yeah. career on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And okay. do you have anything coming up? Oh, yeah. I have uh, shows where we're going to be performing, uh, I think, this later this month. In Long Beach. Yeah, in Long Beach. Oh, good. And, um, okay. It'll where? be on there. Oh, yeah. oh, where yeah. in Long Beach? Oh, yeah. Where in Long Beach? I don't know the name I of the I just place. moved out here. Oh, guys. I live right by Long yeah, Beach. Yeah, for real? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, been out here so for about I'll have two to days. Find out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, you got to get used to it all. Oh yeah. <laughs> so okay, okay. So hopefully you're gonna post that so everybody oh, yeah. can find out. Okay. For sure. Cool. Okay, so I'm just gonna share a little bit about another sponsor that we have called Forever, and this company um, they basically I'll just read it. <laughs> well, it's your friend, and yeah. we believe in that. It's I mean product. Cynthia Striegel. She is the representative for this company called Forever, and uh, she will guide you through the many options available. And what they do is they save photos, voicemails, convert old videos, create cards, gifts, and photo books in time for the holidays. So if you'd like to learn more about the company, uh, you can join her Facebook page her private Facebook page called uh, the group is called Deja U D E J A Y O U Memories for Life or you can check the at the company's website which is forevercindystriegel.com and her last name is spelled S T R I E G E L and um, you know one of the good things and I think we're going to check it out for ourselves too one of the things I want to do it for is because I have saved uh, voicemails from oh, cool. from people who I never want to um, forget what their voice sounds like. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so that you can send your voicemails also to the company. I'm going to do it with a video, um, the old school video camera yeah. videos that we don't even know how to use anymore. I'm going to do it with those. Yeah, I, I yeah, because you have those videos and you can't, There's unless you have a VCR, you can't <laughs> watch them anymore. That's what I was going to say, FVHS, Soul Train stuff all oh, over. That, you oh, gotta, you got to yeah. save that. Yeah, yeah, yeah go to forever.com. No, you don't. I don't want to see it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, and uh, happy Thanksgiving, and we'll yeah. see you in the next episode. Awesome. Bye. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.